Hello and welcome to this special JustCast series about the upcoming Reclosure 2021 conference. We're going to have a brief conversation with our speakers, asking them some questions about their life and job to get to know them better. Today with us is David Pham. How are you, David? I'm great. Thanks a lot. Fantastic. David is an applied mathematician, closurian in the wild, and currently working as a quantitative analyst at Vontobel Asset Management in Zurich. David is leading a workshop at Reclosure this year. So let me start by asking our normal, very important question, which we normally open up all interviews. What is your favorite pizza topping? Uh, Seafood. Oh, wow, that's a new entry, seafood. Okay, don't you, in theory, need to be close to the sea in order to have good seafood or a lake? Uh, um, No, it's more, it has a lot of... um, value because my parents and I, when we were eating pizzas, my father would always order seafood. Wherever we were, he would order seafood and extremely spicy. And that <laughs> reminds me like these great moments with my family. So that's why oh, I love seafood. Fantastic. And and as usual, when we talk about the pizza topping, I start to get hungry. So I need to move on to another question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On a more serious note, how did you get into computers and uh, what's exciting for you about software and technology? So I got into computers uh, at school. I learned Mathematica first. And then at university, I learned about C++ and then R in MATLAB. Uh, And then once I started to work, I learned Python a bit more thoroughly. And for some interviews, I had to learn pleasure. And that's when I started to love pleasure and try to apply it in everywhere. Every time I could work, I would try to sneak in pleasure. Um, But it didn't work well until like a few years ago when I I could use it for a pleasure script. And then I showed the power of pleasure to my colleagues. And then since then, we use pleasure for almost everything. Uh, And I've been really happy with that choice. Nice. Yeah. And uh, is there anything specific, exciting, specifically exciting about software and technology? I, I really love the fact that we can help people and in many dimensions. And the first one for me is really to automate boring tasks. Um, that might seem a bit arrogant, but when you're a mathematician, you try to find structure. And when you find structure, you want to automate because then you want to do something else, right? And I, th- I believe that technology frees us from uh, doing these like boring tasks and allows us to to have like a better time and have a better meaningful time. And on the other hand, with technology, can really help people uh, in the sense that I display information for my job more or less, and so you give the power to people to understand uh, information and data, and so you're making some people smarter and uh, more powerful. That's definitely true. And uh, do you have a computer science hero um, that you would like to have lunch or drink or drinks with? And uh, what would you ask if you had this opportunity? Um, I respect a lot Rich Hickey, honestly, because he made the choice to sacrifice his uh, financial well-being for pursuing what he thought was right. And from that, we I have uh, was more in pleasure. And I use it every day. And uh, I mean, I would love to have a lunch with him and discuss with him about what he thinks uh, would be important to the community and how we could support him for uh, using pleasure and developing pleasure. 
Yeah, very important questions. Um, do you have a favorite piece of software? Emacs. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's incredible, but Emacs has been with me for 10 years now. I'm using Emacs every time, every day. Um, I know it's a bit um, religious, I would say, to say Emacs, but it, it, I use Emacs for everything about data science. Every time I have to solve a problem, the first thing I do is I launch Emacs. And then, um, and then I, I, can, I have all my automatism and my mechanism so that I can solve problems. And this has been a huge help. Fantastic. And if you could change one thing about software, what that could be, maybe cleaning up the mess on the web or um, the way software is developed, better source control, what, what would you change? I would try to teach FP uh, at the beginning uh, as, as one of the basic pieces of um, software engineering or not software engineering, but of just learning how to code. Uh, I think it was really liberating when uh, people started to show me that with pure functions, you could create really complex software. And for a long time, I was a bit, um, how to put this, um, afraid that I was not good enough because I never understood what all these OOP and these patterns were, honestly, because I couldn't see their usefulness when I was developing software. And once people told me, no, no, actually you can use pure functions to do all this. And it was really liberating. I could do a lot of things and, uh, and then it started to be a really enjoyable experience. So if we could change something is really teach like FP first and then show that we can also do the same things with OOP and let people choose what mm, is best yeah. for them. Good thinking. Um, I think you brief, briefly mentioned before about like closure, but I'm not sure you explain like in detail, how did you got involved with closure? So I had an interview for a company at the time and it was a hedge fund. And they, they, they were doing everything in Clojure. And so I had to learn Clojure for the interview. And I, I, I really, at the time, I thought it was really powerful because you could learn a single syntax and you can then reach Clojure script, uh, so JavaScript uh, virtual machine, the Java virtual machine, and also the CLR. And I was thinking, yeah, it's a good um, bang for your bucks, right? So why not learning? And then um, the more I learned about it, the the more I loved about it, you know, like data orientation, the fact that you you try to code with maps and with data that you can observe in the end, all these debugging techniques that we learn in R or Python, and they're kind of useless in Clojure because you can just print the stuff usually most of the time. And then mm -hmm. I found really cool. Yeah, and uh, it's one, like one good example of uh, being forced by your employer to I could use closure instead of the other way around. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, well, good for you that you could start and. But th but then I didn't got the job, so uh, it was only for the interview. I got a job, but then I refused it, uh, and then I tried to sneak closure in my company all the time. Uh, never worked because somehow you need a lot of infrastructure, and um, since only like a few years, I could manage to sneak it in with closure script. And now, thanks to Babashka and the, the Clojure Tools CLI as well, it's much easier to sneak it in. Uh, with Babashka, you only need one executable, right? And then you can have Clojure inside yeah, your company. I see, I see. Um, and do you have a, one favorite or like a couple of favorite things about Clojure that you want to mention? The repo. That, that, that is uh, 
that is that is the only argument for me the REPL and the data orientation um the fact that um you can really see the you have a really tight interaction with your code in the end uh, where you have a conversation with your code more than just like i i program something i think about all the possibilities and then i check if it works um, when we code in closure it's really a conversation between the data and you and then you say okay i'm going to transform it and then you check and you know this this is um i find it's a really nice experience yeah so interaction uh for sure and yes. uh, do you have a favorite closure function map <laughs> map is probably the one i use and thread first thread last i love them so it allows to uh to cut a lot of parentheses <laughs> yeah sure yeah threading macros yeah mm -hmm. uh, I also use them all the time. Um, in terms of uh, other interests, um, if there, there there could be anything, what would you do if it was in software development? Uh, well, that's um, that's easy and difficult, but I would probably go back to mathematics. Um, I'm really interested about um, statistics and mathematics in general. And uh, there is one topic I would be really interested in is called topological data analysis, uh, which more or less says instead of using distances for doing your data analysis, you should try to use associations and structures inside mm. your data sets, um, but not based not based on on distance, but on some other measure of, of uh, association or distance. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a quite advanced topic because you need to master a few advanced, it's a not advanced, but basics, abstract math, but you need the time to, uh, to get into these. And uh, I didn't have the time to do this during my university, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe one it. day you could go back. Who knows? <laughs> and um, what do you do uh, for fun? Um, so before I had a kid, I would say I like to dance. I do couple dancing. Um, I, I do a dance called West Coast Swing with my wife. That is really fun. Um, but then with a kid, you know, like I do for fun is just like playing with my kid and <laughs> see him growing that, that I loved. Um, uh, I would never have guessed that it brings so much love in your life to have a kid. <laughs> and uh, um, is there like a, a book or a movie or some music that you would recommend? Um, well, I'm... Um, yeah, that that one is difficult. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of comics in general, so I could recommend a lot of um, mm. American comics. But then there's the Japanese mangas, and that one I would recommend the classic one called One Piece. Um, that was really okay. fun, and uh, I would yeah, recommend I'll, reading it. I'll get the the link in the show notes for sure. Um, going philosophical now, uh, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Um, I believe that. The definition of happiness is uh, if you can match your expectations to reality and not desiring more than what you have. Uh, I think greed is uh, probably the road to unhappiness and uh, being being happy with what you have. I believe if we are on a philosophical side of the discussion, I believe that society managed to define us uh, by the way we consume and also by our job. And I personally believe it's not the right way to see how uh, we should define our life. Um, if you understand what I mean, because we, in a way, society will always pressure us to consume more and more and more, which will lead us to wanting to to work more or to earn more money. And then, then 
it's it's you you lose this control in the end of what you really want consuming is not something very natural right like constantly consuming i mean yes i mean it sometimes it depends right uh, I'm, i'm talking from the point of view of someone who is lucky to um you know i have i can rent a house i i can eat right so these basics uh, needs are covered so i understand people who do who who still like are afraid like not being able to eat or feed their families to think about these cases right to earn more uh, but once you reach a certain threshold um we uh well, yeah we always want more right we have a car we want a bigger car we have a house we want a bigger house or we have x x amount of friends we want more friends or i don't know we want more recognition so it's always more 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 and i believe it consumes <laughs> us um true where would you most like to live if uh, it wasn't where you live already i would love to uh, try to live in the us um just for the experience um but that would be really for the experience and maybe then in um in some area where you have beach and uh, you could uh, eat seafood and a good <laughs> pizza with yeah, seafood yeah definitely um so well, we are like at the end of our um interview um maybe before we close you could give us a brief introduction about your workshop yes my workshop is uh, an introduction to linear algebra it's meant for people who can coding pleasure and are interested in uh linear algebra or high performance computing in pleasure um but it's really one on one it's really for anyone who do, who never had linear algebra before or wants to maybe understand the theoretical side of linear algebra and then during a big part of the presentation i will speak about what linear algebra is for mathematicians and how you can apply it for computer science and then we're going to have examples using neanderthal yeah yeah we're going to have the author um dragon is is uh, one of our speakers so we yes. could uh, we will connect all the dots i guess Yes, I hope I hope I will honor his work because it's it was an, it's a really incredible library. Um but then I had a discussion with the other people from um from the data science community in Pleasure and it it appeared really fast that we need a really a simple introduction to linear algebra and if this goes well I would be really interested to maybe make a more intermediate um view on Neanderthal so that you know we can read partial libraries to the edge. Absolutely. Fantastic. So, um is there anything else we forgot that you would like to ask add? I think closure I've, I've been coding closure for 3 years like full time and I'm really excited about the data data science sides of closure now with uh, the type next but with lib python and also closure because we can now leverage all the experience we get from data science uh in the other fields you can now use your r code you can now use your python code uh and now probably in the futures we can use c code really easily as well it's already kind of easy with d type next but i hope we can get a good introduction how you can make the wrappers yeah. more easily and i think it's a great language for this and and also in, in terms of the data visualization part i think closure is really the best language for this um the the fact that we're so much close to the data uh we need to we have the best tool to display the data as well um so i think it's a it's a great moment to be a data scientist and try to yeah yeah what, and what a great uh reclosure addition right to 
uh, underline this since this yes. year we are, yeah, it's essentially one of the driving topics, one of the driving themes of the conference. Well, um, fantastic. It was a great pleasure to get to know you and uh, having a chat. Um, thank you very much uh, for coming to the podcast. Thanks a lot for you. Fantastic. Bye, David.